Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Kathleen, and I'm joined here today with my co-host, Julia, to chat about Survivor Season 45, Episode 2, titled Brought a Bazooka to a Tea Party, said by the queen of the season, I'd say. Emily, the investment analyst. Okay? So, before we dive in, I just want to say, because we didn't really do that, we didn't really do in the beginning last time, like, what did you think of the episode in general? Like just straight vibes. How are you feeling about season 45? I liked this episode a lot better than the season opener. I think okay. we talked about this when we watched it together last night, but it takes a little bit of, it takes a little time to get into the groove. Yeah. Obviously with 18 people and these like small six person tribes, it's going to be a lot of switching between people and the content that we come to Survivor for, at least I come to Survivor for is the people and yeah. them. So when we're switching around so much to just like introduce everyone, I'm not quite like fully grounded in the season yet, but we're mm-hmm. getting there. Damn, we're getting there. To ne- last night's episode, I liked a lot better. I'm feeling better. Speaking of that, so I had seen a deleted scene from last night's episode and it's when Brandon and Emily are together because the other three are like deliberating or whatever and Brandon rips through seasons what I saw was seasons one through 40 and he he names every second person voted off and I'm as far as I can tell he was correct and like the clip was cool because they actually showed like almost each person getting their torch oh man put out of but i'm sure they didn't put it in because it's a huge spoiler i mean it's like yeah you know what i mean but i mean that's pretty like savant of him go brandon of course it is i mean his Mm -hmm. whole shtick was that he's a mega fan in general like i think hannah rose and brandon really are two people that I will remember versus like if you ask me who's the first and second people voted off in other seasons we watch, I'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like they who really was it last season. Do you remember? Actually, I do. Season At least the first one. 44. Oh, yeah, it was Maddie. Yeah. But that was a pretty fun. Yeah. Tribal first tribal. Yeah, I remember because now I really like her and mm-hmm. I like that her handle is like Jeff Probst. Can you hear me or whatever is on is Instagram? It? And I'm pretty sure it's been that forever. She was like a mega fan, too. And she went home first, which is oh, but poor I, dear. yeah, I like I follow her now. So that's okay. Why that's I a great. That. That's a great, great point. Hannah's departure. Iconic. Brandon's two episodes. Iconic. Instant classics. Both of them. I agree. And I have to say, Brandon. I love you, but I couldn't watch you for one more episode. I, I just I hate to say that, but I I think his you story was complete. You, his yeah. story was complete for us. You did like, what you came to do. I'm so sorry that like the gag of it all is this. I hate to jump right in like this, but it's like this. He comes on Survivor. He's a mega fan, right? So episode one doesn't do great. Episode two, he finds a beware advantage, but he doesn't want to risk his vote. And then not two minutes later, he goes on the boat and risks his vote and loses the puzzle. He doesn't win a single thing. And he never got to cast a single vote on Survivor because in episode one, they didn't vote. And in episode two, he's so right. I've been soaking up all the branding content I can online and I hope he's not getting too much hate because I, I really did like him. I just think that like in an Emily versus Brandon situation, it had to be Brandon going home. 
do you kind of feel I kind of feel like he he was there to like grab props and then get off the <laughs> island. I mean, like we'll get to his departure. <laughs> I think we'll both have a lot to say about his departure, like his physical torch being snuffed. Uh, but yeah, he was literally there. <laughs> he won a, a raffle to be there. Oh my god, he run like, a he won a radio contest or like a cereal box top thing. Like he. <laughs> sweet i know okay all right so julie and i jumped the gun uh recording last week so we didn't get to talk about a few things that have been in like the survivor ether in the last week one thing that was is specifically to survivor 45 that we didn't talk about last episode is katura actually aged herself down which i didn't realize yes. Yes. i loved that i love that yeah. she's like 30 she was just like oh me too they could have said anything and she would have been like me too I and I, Me too. I mean, I didn't think twice about it. People knew yeah. she wasn't, so they were like, Hey, she little lie doesn't matter. I just thought that was really clever, and I still love Well, you're Dakota. trying to keep momentum. Everyone's getting so jazzed, like, yeah. You're a Libra, I'm a Libra. September, September 29 and 30, uh, 35. Like, no, yeah, you gotta don't, keep, you gotta just keep it. Yeah, yeah, okay, good on her. Okay, two, here's the bigger one. So, the secret twist that Jeff dropped on his podcast for for listen on fire on fire with jeff probes so the twist was that for anyone who doesn't know basically and and i actually don't know is this an it doesn't seem like an ongoing twist it didn't happen in episode two so i guess maybe it was just the first tribal twist to correct us if we're wrong so the twist is that the winning team of the immunity challenge got to pick one person from their team. In this case, it was Bello. And they sent Kendra to Lulu for the deliberation day, like basically all day after immunity and there's tribal that night, get all the gossip and spill the tea to their, to her fellow teammates and just gather Intel. And then the, the double twist is that she gets to cast a secret vote that nobody knows about. I would like to hear your thoughts on this especially if it was only going to be a one and done. Like, it seems like that would be a twist that would be every single episode. There's a similar twist in Pearl Islands, and apologize for bringing Pearl Islands up again, but the twist in Pearl Islands was that the winning team got to go and pick one item, no matter what it is, from the losing tribe. They can I pick think anything. that's what's happening next week. Yes, that is what's happening next okay. week. I saw that. Yeah. So what do you think about this? What do you think about the fact that they could it was supposed to be such a big twist and yet they edited around it so flawlessly that no one even noticed something was weird. Yeah. What it says to me is a couple of things. First is you can plan for every scenario and still not get your way. Jeff Probst. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is part of the excitement, right? I'm sure he mm -hmm. loves that. That's the first thing it says is that like, we're getting back to the core of the game of like the players surprising Jeff and survivor as an entity <laughs> yes um the next thing it says to me is that there are no further implications like we will because it was already cut there is nothing there is no knowledge gained on kendra's part that she can take back to her camp and it's never gonna resurface because they can't like they can't go back go, circle back and say like oh yeah by the way this happened like in a secret scene so that's it. Like they tried something out. It didn't stick. I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I think it's like kind of fun. You know, we're getting into the like new era, all these like advantages and twists and like whatever that could have like seriously rocked some shit up if we actually went to a vote. I think it's kind of fun knowing about it as like an Easter egg or as like an after the fact thing for for true fans. Yeah, I I would have liked to see a deliberation from Kendra like I assume Kendra would have had to make the vote before she went back to Bello to discuss it. And then I would like to see her deliberation, like listening. Okay. Say it was in this episode, like Emily Brandon, Emily Brandon, who am I going to put my vote in? Like, I don't know who they're actually going to vote for. So I'm going to just throw it on Emily or something like that. You know, I just would have liked to see her deliberation and then bringing it back to Bello. And again, like it causes drama, like any, any, um, advantage quote unquote you get in survivor can be the thing that kills you in survivor which we'll get to with the boat later um when they when they go on the boat to get the advantage with the three b's bruce basile 
and Brando. <laughs> or no, Brandon. No, Brandon. Brandon. Um, <laughs> what it also says to me too, because any time that you're sent away from the rest of your tribe is an opportunity for you to not be in on conversations, right? Yeah. So I also think that this is something where we missed out on scenes that were likely, Kendra, you go, like we want you to go, come back and tell us everything rather than like, let's send Kendra and like, we'll talk about getting her out or we'll talk Mm -hmm. about our long game while she's out. It's a little too early to like be making those calls, but you have to think that anytime you are not, anytime you're separated from your tribe, there are potential conversations happening without you that could impact your long game. Yeah. Agreed. I don't have much more on that topic. Do you have anything else on that topic? No, let's talk about Adam. Okay. So Adam Klein, who was on Gen X versus Millennials, great season. He's in Jeff Probst on his bad list. He's on his absolute bad list. So if anyone listened yes. to Jeff Probst's podcast, um, Jeff went on for episode one to kind of warn people against paying money to get get coached to get on Survivor. So Adam Klein, who was on that season, is charging to, to train you. And the, the, the gag of it all is that Apparently, allegedly, Caleb, Sean, and Brandon, all on Lulu, paid for his service and got on. So Jeff basically gets on his podcast and is like, if you're going to get on Survivor, you're going to get on Survivor. It doesn't matter how much coaching you have, like who you are intrinsically to yourself is, you're either going to get on it or you're not. And I'm like, man, Jeff is stubborn. Like he is the most stubborn. Even today when he was talking about the main title and the the other guy on the podcast goes like, did all those emails that people sent you, like, did that change and make you add the main title back? And he was like, no, I'm like, you would never admit defeat. Like you could, you can never admit that. Like sometimes something is off on survivor and doesn't fit right. Or didn't work the way you wanted to, or didn't sit well with the fans. He's like, no, no, no. It didn't have anything to do with that. We know this and we know that. I'm like, Jeff, just admit defeat sometimes. But back to the Adam thing, I'm going to hand it over to you because I, first of all, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know that I I know how I feel. I had some nights to sleep on it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Here's how I feel about the Adam Klein business. First of all, when I listened to the podcast on fire with Jeff Probes and he like (laughs) jumped in, he jumped in like after a commercial break to be like, it almost felt like a commercial, like an added spot because it had no tie to the rest of the content that the episode surrounded, which is fine. Like it's your pod, do what you want. For some reason, it did not click to me that it was a former castaway who was selling okay. these sessions. I thought it was just like a husband and wife doing it out of their basement. And I'm like, let them have their business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let these people have their business. Support small business. It's small business Friday. <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't know. It just I I just was like shocked that he had something to say about this. Then you and I got to talking about the actual business itself. And I I did some reading. I did some listening. And here's where I stand. Okay. I think to Jeff's point, he is right in the sense that if you have it, it's going to shine through. It's going to be seen. It might take a little bit more pulling from the casting directors and the casting team to be able to see it. And maybe that's where people might think they might fall short. But I get where he's coming from in that like, the stars are going to align for you and you're going to be right for this season or this moment or it's going to hit and you're going to get through. And if you've got it, you've got it. If you don't, you don't. On the other hand, and I have two kind of thoughts around Adam's business. To me, after sleeping on it and thinking about it, I'm like acting like this is such a huge fucking deal. (laughs) After doing some, like I really meditated on this. Um, (laughs) What he's doing is what a lot of high school seniors hire college coaches to do. Sure. It is to help them frame up. It's to it's to probe and pick at the right places to uncover the things about themselves if they are not a natural storyteller that were there all along. Mm. That then you bring to the surface and you help the casting team see that a little bit more clearly. I don't think that he's rewriting anyone's stories and making them something they're not. I think he's finding the tidbits about them that are super interesting and make them unique and make them someone who might be great 
for the show. But yeah, survivor casting is going to see that. Otherwise, there's all we're not talking about all the people that have hired him that didn't get through. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's my one thing. My my next thing is, Jeff, you created this. It's not a franchise, but it's like it's 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 a way of life. It is yeah. like it's a money making platform that a lot of people use for in other ways, right? Like. People are doing guest spots. People are booking things. People are doing podcasts. They've got like entire networks based around reality TV and Survivor as a segment of that. Why are we not celebrating the fact that people are using this thing that you've built and made so popular to lift them up and like make like it's not like they're saying they're paying people money to to not go on Survivor. Like it's all in support of this thing that you have built. So like just I don't know. That's my thought. Yeah, he's just Jeff is just jealous to me. He feels jealous. (laughs) Yes, he's jealous. He he really okay. I listen to every episode of getting worked up on season. Yeah, when season forty four aired, I listened to every episode um, of Jeff because forty three was my first live, and then all the other episodes I or other seasons I watched were in between. Same with Julia. And I was really interested in all these things I missed, like because the first season of his podcast was very like, this is what it's like on the first day. This is how we cast. This is how we do this. So I was really interested in it. And then at the end of the podcast, they do this thing where they say where they let people email and kind of shit on Jeff. And the way he answered that really informed me on how he is. And I think he is. He's he's stubborn. He's protective of Survivor. He's very like. This is my baby. And if you attack it, I will kill you. And that's like, but is what Adam's doing and attacking it? Like, I don't think so. The only thing this, I will tell you the only thing this news, and we can get into the actual episode. I feel like we're spending a lot of time on this, but the only thing this made me think was, wow, Brandon, Sean, and Caleb spent a lot of time trying to get on this show. Like, that's like a lot. Like, like, how many times do you have to apply to actually get on this show? Is no one like a one-time applier and they just like, not since the beginning, maybe. Now, nowadays, they probably get a bi- a billion tapes and it's like the same people year over I year, I don't know, maybe. though, because then you hear Hannah just be like, I just kind of did it on a whim. I sent it out into the universe and I got picked. So I really think it's just like you yeah. either have it or you don't. And I think Adam's service is probably like helping people frame it in a way that's better storytelling. Yeah. We can anyway, all, like, yeah, okay. I I just wanted to bring it up because it was so interesting and it's in the news and this is a Survivor podcast, so why not talk about it? And we had seen Gen X Millennials, so <laughs> we can actually talk about Adam like we know him. Adam, I got you, man. I love yeah. you. Come on the pod. Yeah. I'm about to pay. <laughs> <laughs> like I truly might. Why the fuck not? Um, I got two hundred uh, bucks. <laughs> is that what it was? It, it was like two. I look. I looked hundred. It. <laughs> it was like a couple of hundred for like a thirty minute session or something like that. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay. So back into the episode. So in the beginning, I think we really got to see the difference between 60 and 90 minute episodes because we spent so much time at the camps, at all three camps. And this was great. I mean, we had a lot of funny moments. We can let's start with Reba, I guess. And yeah, I think they got the least amount of time, maybe. But just quick, some notes I have. Sifu's getting the goofy edit. Like, he's punching trees. He's chopping branches with his wrists and being like, there's a lot of like, hey, look what I can do this episode. Like, hey, Brando, what's this? Does Between Sifu and... Between Seafood and Bruce. Yeah. Bruce doing the robot is like my hell. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say it's like something I want tattooed on the inside of my eyelids. I mean, it was what we laughed hardest at, but at him, not with him, I think. Uh-huh. I would like to say. Oh, you were I, laughing with I, him. I, no, I was laughing at it. it. It was really. It was really something to behold. It it was. But we'll get to Bello. So back to Reba. J. Maya. 
again, you brought this up last episode. She immediately saw the like hieroglyphics on the thing and was like, this is a code we can crack. Like she's going to steal the Declaration of Independence. She needs like <laughs> Independence. <laughs> She, will, she could in. steal that. That seems like it's easy enough to steal. National Treasure is her movie. I actually Googled like, you know, that meme where the lady's like looking at like with the uh, the symbols in the air and she's like looking all confused that it was like Jay Maya. And I was like, who is that? Like Kate Blanchett in the meme. It's like a random person from a different country. Like, is this not was Kate Kate Blanchett. Oh, that was a great edit, though. That was that was like they really was. had some fun there. They did a good job here. Um, she was trying to crack the code. Jay Maya thought it was a code, which it is, but it's really just half the letters is what it is. It's it's not. I, I was a- looking at it and I was like, that word says dig. <laughs> yeah. Well, Austin's paper was more legible than the tops. Fair. I think. Fair. But okay. okay, I looked at Austin's paper then and I was like, dig, dig. the treasure X. Like I was like, got it. <laughs> dig the palm tree, chopped palm tree. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Jamiah and- was like truly trying to do algebra or like calculus. It was impressing me. It was impressing me. But I was also like, again, it's we're, it's taking us all back like this. Uh, uh, how many people are, are just here to steal props? Like they're all just here to do like, I'm Camille Bowen Survivor. And like they're just doing two much yeah i agree and again we'll get to brandon leaving and i think we'll have like a thesis to write on brandon and being of doing survivor drag but yes dig at the fallen palm tree with an x on it austin did end up finding it once he was alone i honestly when sabaya opens the beware advantage and hers is just like find your little map put the piece of paper on the map i'm like i know so much harder like why is it why are they because it's not like it's not a thing that wait she made it she got through one clue and she got to the next task yeah she got the she has it she just can't melt the thing okay i i I do want to talk about that okay first of all yes her first clue was a lot a lot easier to do unbeknownst people once you get to your camp and you like walk around a few times i'm sure you don't really need the map right? right and unless anyone was like in protector mode and like trying to steal a prop they probably like forgot about it or like weren't keeping tabs yeah. on it. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing, and I know we did not, we do not get to see her at even attempt to melt the wax around the idol. But I guess the idea of that is that it's not going to melt very quickly. So you need to find a way to build a fire away from the rest of your camp. Mm. To like have that thing be melting over the course of like many hours and like tending to the fire. So that I think is fucking cool. Okay. So since we're here, I I had this conversation with you last night when we watched. Do you think it actually had to be melted? Can we whittle it? Can we make like a fucking no. like duck out of soap? You know what I mean? Like, can I can I whittle it? What's the difference? How is Jeff going to know if I melted it? No. Well, here's the thing. Drop Your Buffs was saying on their coverage of episode two that could she have brought it to tribal council? And just because there's yeah, plenty of fire brick. there. They got torches. Like, can yeah. she just go like, hey, I have this. I need it to melt it. I'm going to sit it right here and I hope it melts by the time we get to we get through the chit chat and get to voting. I don't know. I really think that it's it's more about like the integrity. And I think the players are at the caliber in season 45, like after so many years of this being a thing where they are going to try to honor to the best of their ability, how the things like the spirit of it, how it was like intended to be played. The intention of that being played is not to chop it in half and get to the idol. It is to do the thing that like complete the task as it was intended to be fulfilled. No cheats or whatever, but I don't know. What do I know? I'm not Jeff Probst. And watching them like, be stare at this tree and like get attacked by ants and being like how do we do this and yet there was just like a rope around that you just have to when they eventually chopped it down and the thing fell i was like wow so yeah for sure okay let's just finish out reba there's really not much else i would say d with the permanent thumbs up toe i i mean loved it it's exactly how you get screen time is you say, I have a freak toe and I'm going to talk about it for an entire minute. And I, that, I mean, it's got my attention. I it's moments it. like these that make me be like, I could go on the show. I could do that. Like, oh, I we're just have being done like that. we're being casual. Like we can like with strangers, we can 
I don't know. I'm like, oh, it is it is a people thing. Do I like people? Do I like people? Yeah, you're great with people. I, I, I would get on there and do pinky on a string all day long. <gasps> she was giving it away for free, though. She was giving it away for free. A lot of people got a show. But I think D didn't have What's the Venn diagram of that? Survivor fans to foot fetishes. How big's that overlap? Huge. <laughs> you, oh, my God. Massive. Fucking gigantic. Yeah, because I guess they are barefoot like a, a lot, right? I just mean like a lot of people me, wore sneakers on the challenge, though. To me, people with foot fetishes like watch reality TV shows like they have they sit down on the couch and they watch. They're watching Big Brother. They're watching Survivor. They're watching Hot uh, Amazing. Ra- they're watching The Amazing Race. They're watching. They're watching Naked CBS. They're, they are watching CBS. <laughs> They're watching Paramount Plus. They have the like uh, ultimate subscription. God. And they're in my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> they want I wish they'd the get in mine. I wish they'd get in mine. Um, okay. So it's really tough to get screen time in episode one, two, three. Like you you gotta be doing something. But I will say, like, adding 30 minutes with without a reward, a separate reward challenge. It did give us a lot of time with people at camp. Like we've we even got um uh Mama J. Yes. And so is Basile. We got a lot of Basile. We got a lot of Basile this week. I liked Basile. Me too. I would love to be a fly on the wall and like have the producer, like one of the producers actually say, Oh no, I think this person was the is the like fulcrum of an alliance because both Julie, Mama J, and Basile mm-hmm. thought that they were like the one to like the nucleus of bringing the four. Who are they? I wrote this down Drew, Austin, Julie, and Dee together. They both thought that yeah. they were responsible for that. And I guess that's fine. Like if you want the other person to think that they're responsible so you don't look like power hungry or like you've got too much control, that's fine. But like I want to know the truth. Like who actually was it? Because they both have very diff- different stories yeah i agree i think when basile well mama j was like he's the age of my son and then basile goes up to mama j and is like i'm just like i'm so hungry i can't even like i don't even have the capacity for this it was just you made yeah. you just made me so happy i was like that felt like a really sweet. genuine interaction between people who were so happy mm-hmm. to be uh approached for an alliance totally like, you know, if someone must came feel up amazing. to me on Survivor and was like, you seem really cool. I feel like we could trust each other. Let's have an alliance. I'd be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of last season when Danny told Franny that he was going to play his idol for her and she oh, damn near got hug. to tears. It yeah. was very sweet. It's like your emotions are like you're you're tampering them you're pushing them down 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 just to like be able to manage like your your social um play a lot of times that i feel like when you have the opportunity to have these one-on-one moments where you're like out in the jungle away from everyone else and like someone says something that catches you off guard or like makes you hopeful for your gameplay it like people get real real emotional and it's cool to see yeah agreed Okay, we will save the boat stuff for later. We'll talk about Bello next. So this is going to be a hot take. I don't know what it is about me and the blue team, but this is quite possibly like the most intrigued I was uh, sort of in this because for future episodes, because eventually this team is going to go to tribal. And that's where I feel it's going to get fun because there's no obvious like dud on this team and everyone thinks they have this solid alliance. So like Jake, loves Bruce like you got the charisma of 25 <laughs> whatever the fuck that means I wanted us to figure out what our charismas are <laughs> if Bruce 12. is a charisma of 25 you told me mine was a 12 <laughs> which is one one 50% of Bruce which I will take so nearly 50. do you think he's talking age or do you I think do he's not know what that man was talking he has about to be ta- like is what's the his char- scale if he's saying 25 you got a scale out of a hundred. Out of a hundred, <laughs> you got a charisma of twenty-five. He never charisma, told him the scale. Well, charisma is something you got, honey, or you don't, and it stays with you for your whole life. You mean it's you, a yes it's or like, no? It's a yes or no, Jeff. 
It's not Adam, a, it's not a make, one to 50 or a one to 25. A, no, the charisma of 25. I'm sorry. One of my favorite bits was, you know, Survivor dunking on Bruce in the in the next time on last episode. Right. It's it's him doing the robot. It's him making faces. And and uh, Katura walks us through that gorgeously. This episode, she's like a fucking Uncle Bruce. I can't deal with this guy. He's the worst. And and she calls him his, her nemesis, which is iconic. Like Bruce has no fucking These idea that she's seething. And all I could think about is. This blue team, you know, when you're on Survivor, it it is a social game. So you got to pretend that the guy doing the robot is fucking hilarious. And the best part about it is so so no one is going to be the one to outright say, like, are we fucking you hate this guy, too? Yeah. You hate this guy or what? You Especially- guys, you guys think charisma of 10? <laughs> Especially. OK, Bruce, who Katura goes, this guy's name dropping. Kane, <laughs> oh, you know what? I could name, but I could name drop Kane. I, I could wh- name drop. Kane. I could name. I, I could do it. I could do it. And I'm nobody. Let me tell you. And I could name drop Kane. It's the and first I thing I thought when it happened when they said he's name dropping. He's just like, you know what, Kane? He lives in Canada. I talked to him a few times. <laughs> he's such a good guy. That's insane. And I'm like, name drop. Boston Rob, name drop Parvati, name drop Santa, yeah. name drop, you know, Come name on. drop somebody. Come on. I I am so on Team Katura here. And I and the the weird Me thing too. is like the Jekyll and Hyde of Bruce, he's truly like he's he's actually he knows he's being a goofball. Like he knows fun Uncle Bruce is a persona. In his talking heard. heads, he's like man i need them to do some stuff but like i'm not gonna like whatever but and then he's doing the robot the next time they cut to him it's what do you think it's it's a very interesting approach um i have heard some people say that they think that maybe he is dialing it up to charisma of 25 because he (laughs) saw the love that characters like carolyn and jam jam got from last season yeah, Which is that's because that's their ick. true authentic selves. Like they right. c- couldn't help but be charisma of twenty five. They couldn't help it. They ooze charisma of twenty six. Even I would say <laughs> this is my new favorite thing to say. It's charisma the ultimate compliment. It is, and it, and with Jake's accent, it's it's tops. Yeah, um, I think he's probably like yeah, amping it up uh, quite a bit. The thing that I think is interesting is that you're right that. All it takes is one person to look around and be like, are we are we serious? And I'm surprised that Katura has not done that yet to look around and be like, you guys actually think he's funny? But I guess you can't if no one else is like really giving you those vibes. But it, it's quite possible that everyone else thinks the same thing where she's like, the rest of the tribe is eating out of the palm of Bruce's hand. And like, then the yeah. next person says the same thing. And everyone's just like trying to act like they think he's so hilarious because they think that it that puts them in the majority with the other tribe members which it could not be i don't know agreed and okay so the bruce thing isn't the thing that i was saying was intriguing the intriguing thing is i said last episode that i didn't think kelly was really feeding into the kendra katura thing and now in this episode you see kelly like balling out with the boys she's a she's a a guy's girl she's a girl she's well positioned right now she is brando and kelly are right i think i think kelly's better positioned than brando because i think that she's she just has what at least from what i've seen like a stronger connection to the girls than brando does and she can do that like i'm a guy's girl thing yeah with bruce and jake too I just so think, I think you're right. Bello is 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 going to be interesting to see to see them go to a tribal council. And I hope I hope to God next week it's not fucking Lulu because I want to see I want to see these people like I know there's throw something someone under the bus really sweet about seeing a try a strong tribe of six who all love each other, quote unquote, or like a strong have to go to tribal and be like, oh, fuck, you know, and honestly, sure. if I had to guess, I would say Kendra goes home. Um, just cut. Really, I just really. I just really. If I had to guess, if fellow goes to tribal, I would say Kendra goes or Bruce. It depends. It depends on how annoying Bruce gets for the next few I episodes. Think, and when I they think go they'd to be keen to send Jake home. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. 
Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. Yeah. Now we're heading to the Lululemon tribe, um, affectionately named by Sean, who I like a lot, actually. Obviously, Lulu is the tribe of the hour, end of the last hour. Week after week, Lulu gets the most screen time because they keep having to go to tribal. They have the most drama and the most, uh, honestly, the funnest players, I think. I'll start by saying, say what you want about Emily, but she is whip smart. Like, she may be like a little socially, like she's just aggressive and her social game is off, but she is whip smart. Like, like you said last week when she was doing like throwing Caleb and Sabaya under the bus, like that's not not smart. It's just that she did it in the wrong time. Like that's smart gameplay. She just doesn't know how to apply it. But like in this episode, the second people came up to her while she was looking for idols. She was like, okay, well, let's get this straight. I know you're coming up here. So I don't find the idol independently. Like she knows everything that's going on. You can't dupe her. She, she fully gets it. And I would have been really sad if she went home this episode. I think she has so much potential this episode. Last episode, I said, I love to hate her. I don't think I love to hate her anymore. I think I just may love her because her arc in this episode was out of control. It was so genuine and and like heartwarming. It was really cool to watch. Um, it's funny because like that cold open that they do bef- when they like come back immediately from tribal. Yeah, I just have to address the. Not it's not even passive aggressive. I because I don't think she realizes she's doing it. Just like these robot ways of like trying to connect with the other people in her tribe, where she's like, you can see her so hard trying to like apologize but she's saying it and i wrote this down because i was like it is so hilarious that she said about tribal council is there anything i said in particular that i can apologize for that will make you feel better (laughs) it's like it's like tell me the thing that hurt your feelings and i'll apologize for that (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I couldn't possibly pick it out. I'd have no fucking idea. (laughs) Well, that too. But it's also like just the phrasing of it is like, what was the thing that hurt your feelings? Because I'll apologize for that. Yeah, I'm sorry for that. Whatever it is. Uh, That one. Just that one. Just that one. (laughs) Emily is the charisma of zero. (laughs) Zero is absolutely zero. Um, But anyways, no, she had a she I agree that it's no longer um, love to hate. I, I think she's so interesting to watch. I think she's bringing out things in the other team members that I think are very telling about their characters. Like you can see where Sabaya is. It's really getting under her skin and it's, it's kind of creating like a block to her. I Mm -hmm. I do. I think that she's going to just the foil to that would be Caleb's response. Like you Mm. see someone on the outs, you step in, you lean into that and you figure out how to make this person's disadvantage, your advantage. And like, Ooh, pristine love think he's playing a really interesting and really good game it all is in like all right what am i willing to forgive what am i willing to just like see that this person is is the way that they are and i'm going to like lean in and embrace that and figure out how i can how i can make that work for me and my game and my long game so i think he did a really good job i think the things that we're seeing out of emily and the things that we're seeing the ways that we're seeing the way she is bring out other tribe mates characters is very, very interesting to me because it's all in how you react to the crazies. Yeah. I think there's three wolves here. I think Sean, Sean is, (laughs) Sean was really in, in the camp of we cannot keep Brandon. Like, I'm sorry. I don't care how annoying Emily may be like, if we don't want to be at tribal next week, we got to get rid of Brandon. He was just like, Sean was the one who straight up was like, you said you were good at puzzles. You said you were this. You said, where you are your failing. strengths? Where are your strengths? Sabaya is like, Emily's fucking annoying. I can't deal. 
she's out. She's bugging me. She's out. And then there's Caleb who really has a nice finger on the pulse of this game. Like he is crushing it with the empathy and just the social game because like you said, he saw someone down, but it's more than that. It actually seemed like he just seems like a really good guy. Like it's good gameplay, but it also seems like maybe that's just his personality where he's like, Hey, he, he changed her game forever. And maybe her life. <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> I'm not lying. Like the, yeah. the genuine change of last episode to this episode. And like, just her smiling more her like making jokes like he had to look at her and say you you just need to make connections with people this game is about connections like ask how someone ask about something about someone tell a story from your life and all of a sudden she's fucking killing it and i'm like caleb you sweet angel you're on my fucking pool team and i love you to death i yeah i'm here for it i'm here for it i think it's so interesting that we for as much as we've been talking about this we have not talked about besides the like uh risk be uh the beware and like the risk yeah. challenge the the puzzle like we haven't talked about the challenge let's talk about the challenge before we get there i just want to talk and say that my favorite tweet that i saw about survivor oh, yes. was um when sabaya gets on brandon's back and he says i have scoliosis watch out i have scoliosis there was a tweet that said there has never been a greater growth arc in survivor history than Brandon becoming a ladder. And I think that uh, is the greatest tweet. <laughs> oh my God. How poetic. Shout out to Zach word on Twitter because thank you, Zach. Absolutely slayed it for me. I mean, in two episodes, what, what an impact this. Man yeah. What had. an impact for real. What an impact. Should we go over to New Jersey and say, Hey, uh, we should go over to Jersey. He literally goes, if I can do this, like for the puzzle later, he's like, if I can do this puzzle, just put me on a boat back to Jersey right now. And then he I loved that. I loved that. And then he failed. I, I, I was getting a little stressed out by Basile's approach to throwing the tiles in the sand when he thought they were out because no, it's that's like, exactly I've seen this challenge before. Really? Yes, because upon a rewatch, I saw his technique and I was like, that's exactly what I would have done. The ones that match have nothing to do. So get them out. That's what I would have done. I would have gone. No, no, okay. no, no, no. Done. But they're Brandon. Close. What if they're close? They are close. They are. They were. They are I mean, made. You could I uh, you could get one stripe off. And I and mm. no. I mean, Brandon I, did. He quite literally yeah, did that. So it is but possible. You have three minutes. It's like, go with your gut. It is what it is. Whether you keep them on the table or not, like Brandon stacked them. So you're not going to be able to compare them anyway. Like stacking them or throwing them yeah. into the ether. It doesn't matter. It's like I do like, and I've been hearing this in other coverage that um, I, I really do appreciate the, some of the chance and some of the like bullshittery that is, was taken out for this, um, what are we even yeah. calling this? Like this like shipwreck. Is it shipwreck island? Is this like where they go to? I have no fucking idea. It's like send this, send somebody away and they go do something and they go on a trek and they come back. <laughs> that thing. We've had ones where people just put their hand in a make something out. And that's just like, it's just like odds at that point. I like that everyone was presented with the same amount of information. It just gives the players more agency. It gives them uh, like the choice to to be able to like know all the facts in a in a in a yeah. twenty six day game where like there's a lot that you just do not have control over. It's and and you do not know the truth of the matter. Like it's very nice to be presented with like this is this this is how you do it. This is how much time you have. This is what yep. you get if you win. This is what you get if you lose. Do you are you in? So I appreciated that. Thank you, Jeff. Well. Thank you, Jeff. But I also have an issue with it in general. Like, I think that for five seasons straight, there's been the Shipwreck Island. I don't know if you made that up or not, but Shipwreck Island. Sounds right. And it's the same fucking thing, at least for the last few seasons. It was the stick your hand in a bag if you if you pull the right one, whatever it is, like risk your vote or not risk your vote. Before it was kind of like you pick risk your vote or not. If someone else also risks your vote, then you have to like, you know, it's all up to chance depending on what the other people do as well. That felt like dumb to me, but, and this one is a little different. Like I really like this new advantage. So this is, I don't know if it's new, actually, it could be an existing, but safety without power. I've never seen it used before. That's for sure. No, Um, but I also didn't watch 42. So, or I didn't watch 40, 41 or 42. I forget, but either way, um, so you leave tribal, 
and you have no vote, but you also can't go home. So you have safety without power. Basically, it's exactly what it is. And the last time they can use it is 10 people left in the mm-hmm. game. So um, Basile wins it. I just think that, like, I think they would be better off doing more of this stuff hidden at at their camp. Like, I found something interesting at camp. Nobody knows I found this, but I have to do fun things around camp in order to get this thing. I just think that like sticking them on the boats, like we all know you're going to get a thing. So when Basile comes back and Brandon comes back, Brandon tells Mm -hmm. them straight up. I think Brandon's smart to be like, listen, I have no vote. That's fine. What do you think about Basile telling them ounce for ounce exactly what happened? Do you think that was smart or do you think that wasn't smart? I think that. I think that it was smart because it's not like he got an outright immunity because the last time there's 17 players right now, the last time it can be used is at 10. He's, he's positioning it as if it is a win for the tribe, right? It's like, I'm going to use this post merge and it's going to be something that like we all, we all won, but like it's in his possession. So he can use it whenever the fuck he wants. Um, So I, I couldn't think of something other to say, then like I pl- I chose not to risk and I didn't play. And that to me sounds fishy because you come back with nothing. And then people start, you're just planting the seed of doubt. And when like trust is the ultimate currency here, it also made an, Im- it was also very impactful and very wise of him to show the scroll. If he's going to tell the truth, right? I yeah. think he played it the best. That was best case. Obviously best case is to win, but I think best I think like what he won was something that like was fine for him to share. And like, I don't think it's going to have major repercussions and like. His what I, game. what I think is, would be interesting is if Jeff sent them on a boat and they literally had nothing to do, but talk and get back on the boat. And then when they would come back, be like, like we just, something up. we just talked, we didn't do anything. And everyone would be like, you fucking liars. Liar. Well, that's kind of what they did to Carolyn and Brandon and Danny of season 44. Remember they sent them. This is where they just had lunch. And Carolyn was like there broing out and just rolling her eyes and like spitting oranges out of her mouth. No, it was like, I'm pretty sure it was send these people to ship wheel. I looked it up. It's ship wheel Island. Um, And they just went and had lunch. There was nothing divine. And they just ignored Carolyn and she, they were just like, we should, yeah, we should, we should, yeah, yeah, we should, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she was like, "We should not." <laughs> Icon status, Carolyn. We love you. Come on the pod. We oh God, baby, love you. Um, um. Okay. So you want to get to the immunity challenge? Yeah. Um, what did we do? Uh, we ran. We coconutted. We we jumped. We swam. We laddered. We puzzled. Jumping and swimming and laddering and puzzling. Oh, we hit. We hit the stuff. I loved that. Hit the stuff. <laughs> we hit the stuff, and we uh, littered Best the hit. ocean. Best hit Austin, worst hit Jay Maya. Yeah, she hit, but also one... best hit. She had the least litter. She had the least um, pollution in the oh. uh, in the water. So best hit. You know Jay what? Maya. You always glass half full, baby. I know, right? Come on. Anyway, so new rule: you can't sit out back to back. Here's the like, you know, the the conversation that's been happening in the world is from 44. Claire from 44 sat out multiple times in a row. Yeah, so you can't sit out back to back. And then two, there was a different variation of the same old tree puzzle. And people were saying that's because of like Carson. Yes. Um, Rightfully so. Yeah. Um, I love people just breaking the game. I was going to say Kendra broke her absolute hoo-ha. Pussy. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, it's cracked. Oh, yeah. That pelvis might need to get chugged out for real. Um. (laughs) Just to back step, I love all these people just breaking Jeff's little game. Oh, you mean like people who like study the the stuff and like practice? Just, let's just break this game. Yeah, like uh, we've got two game breakers. Claire just being like, I'm going to go on Survivor. I'm not going to do a sing. I'm not going to lift a fucking finger. Classic. Breaking the game. Rules change. Carson, I'm going to 3D print this shit. Yeah. Breaking the game. Rules mm-hmm. change. Jeff, stay on your toes, man. I will say Julia's sister bought me for my birthday this year, like an Etsy cutout of the of the tree puzzle. And it took us, I don't know, 
14 people and an hour to finish it. <laughs> we tried to like time lapse video, like all cute. And it was the, the time lapse video was like 20 minutes long. And it was much smaller and it wasn't like a stand up thing. It was like on a piece of wood. So I think I was like quite not quite understanding how the puzzle pieces go. But I was like, oh, I can't go. It's also like three sheets to the wind. So, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, Obviously, the, the like make or break of this challenge is the puzzle. Basile and Mama J crushed the puzzle. Kelly and Brando crushed the puzzle. I mean, it was, uh, I mean, you'd be hard pressed to find another challenge that close. Like, I mean, it was like, yeah, the, the slap of the puzzle together and the backup yep. would be like, we're done, Jeff, we're done. Um, but Sabaya's commentary to Brandon during this was so funny. She's like, no, there's, there's no guessing. There's no, what, what do you mean? You have to tell me, like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm like, and Emily was like looking at him like with such disdain. It was he just can't he cracks under pressure. It's just how it is. Like I he think panics. that's what it is. Yeah, I'm sure he could do that puzzle normally on a normal day, but he just he needed just Adam work. there coaching. He, him. he needed Adam there in his ear coaching. He He's did. wearing an he earpiece. Paid, he should have paid a couple hundred extra dollars. He's wearing an earpiece, and it's like you know when kids like go in and they like cheat on their SATs. Like this is he he got like he did the college application, and now he's cheating. He's like also has to cheat on the SATs. Yes, correct. But I agree with Adam's business, so I'm just bringing this up just to be an asshole. <laughs> I agree. Adam, with I love business. You. Yeah. So I mean, wasn't even close. I mean, I I was just like hoping for for my sake because i had brandon in the pool that they didn't lose but i mean i'm i'm out i'm on the board yeah julia was on the board because of hannah rose i'm on the board because of brandon so hopefully do you have any feelings about the people and like maybe the logic behind the sit outs okay so sifu sat out for reba and katura katura sat okay I don't know. I like I don't know the logic right. because we haven't actually seen these people do much yet. Like when you get through a season, you know who can swim and who can't and who can like do certain things and who can't. I just have no idea yet. Like, yeah, I'm I guess like, I'm just asking because it's like there's so many other things where people are trying to play chess and think like five steps ahead that now this rule's been introduced where the, the person has to, the, the sit out has to compete in the next game. So it's like, mm. are you looking at this? Is Sifu looking at this challenge as like a strong person being like, this seems fairly easy. I think the rest Ooh, of you got okay. it. We're not sure what the next thing's going to look like. And I think if we send you guys in, we'll still win. And I have a chance to participate in the next one that could be more strength based or whatever that, it is. That sounds perfectly like. I, I would Logical. say that's exactly how they were thinking. I didn't think of that, but that makes sense now that Jeff is saying that. You know, there's so much behind the scenes. I'm sure there's like 30 minutes of deliberation that we don't and like explaining of yeah. the actual course and stuff that we don't see. So that makes sense. Okay. So Jeff was especially savage in this. I like it. Like he's getting more and more savage. Like just like shitting on the yellow team. And how about one last thing? Bruce doing that weird walk off. I hated that. Did you rewatch that? I did rewatch. I rewatched the episode and I took note of it because I remember not really paying attention to the first watch with us. I was like, did you see that? Yeah, I, I, I paid attention. It's like, I get if you're going to do like the crazy bit with your own tribe, but the other people don't know you and they don't, they can't read that. That's a bit that just looks like showboating. Yes. Do it. Do a toe touch. Do a herky. Like, why are you doing that? Do, do Do a belly flop. Do a backflip. Don't like look around and be like, I'm I'll walking off. That walk off wasn't Charisma 25. A belly flop would have been Charisma 25. Like just been Charisma 30. Yeah, that would have been 30. Well, but if we're talking age, then maybe it's 22. We're not talking age anymore. It's it's all arbitrary. I like <laughs> it that it's all arbitrary. <laughs> it's a, we don't know up or down is good. We don't know, but we look at each other and go, could it be? <laughs> could it be? It could be. 22. It could be. Okay, so now it's time to deliberate. And Emily gives her shot in the dark yeah. for... To Sabaya. For trust for Sabaya and Al- or Alex. I keep doing this. <laughs> Julia and I... Um, oh, I was like, in, what castaway are you calling Alex? No, commercial break. We're discussing like the significance of of her giving this shot in the dark. And I'm like, well... It's just for trust. There's not really any actual significance because a shot in the dark truly is a shot in the dark. Like there's just like almost no way 
you're you're pulling the shot in the dark. So, but it's truly just being like, I'm not going to play this if this like, and I know you don't want me to play this. Like, you don't want me to have the chance to pull the shot in the dark. So, like, this is a token yeah. of trust. We can be an alliance. Brandon can't compete in challenges, and you should pick me. It's like the one card you can play. So I get that, but I think I was reading so much into it, and in that I've seen. I've seen seasons and episodes where people are literally saying, hold my immunity, like hold my idol because like that's how much and like we'll play yeah, it for you true. or like hold on to this thing that like people end up getting voted off and they walk away with or like whatever the thing is like this just felt like I guess it, it had no it had no implications. I, I didn't sit too much to think about all the ways it could shake out to be like, could this have actually rocked the boat? But it was just a token of, hey, I want to work with you. Like, I'm giving this to you as as a sign of of my allegiance or of my trust. And like, I'm assuming that it's going to be reciprocated in my name not getting written down tonight. So I understand that. But I was really just like, what is this mean? Yeah. And I think it worked. I mean, I don't think it would have taken much to convince Sean. To it was vote. smart. Yeah, it was really it was smart. And I do think that Emily like got up off her ass and and worked <laughs> for it. Like she got up put your in ass the work. and work. Yeah, she put in the work and and I am fully in on Emily now. And me too. Um, Caroline, the same sister of Julia's who gave me the puzzle, has Emily in her five in her pool. And she picked randomly like she didn't read the bios. And we made fun of her so hard in episode one. And now I'm like, she may actually make it far in this game. I think if she does, it's going to be as like a drag along. I don't know. But what do I know? It seems like she's competent enough in like athleticism. And like she got over that bridge really fast. She swam. She got over the bridge. She jumped. She swam. She Right. But that's no longer criteria for why people stick around. It's like all in how people see their the next six looking like for their best case scenario, the next five looking like for their best case scenario, the next four, the next three, the next, like, who do you want to go final with? And then everybody, like all those permutations, there's so many different ways you can play it to be that, True. that it's no longer just like, Hey, she's athletic. I think she could go far. It's like, it's not, it's not that anymore. Okay. Or so speaking of that, so obviously Brandon goes home. We can talk about tribal, but in the episode coming up, the preview Sabias looks at Emily and yeah. says, it's got to be Caleb, right? So meaning Caleb's who we're going to vote home, vote off. I am going to guess that that is Sabaya tempting Emily as like a trust thing, like tre- like uh, testing her to see if she runs back to Caleb and tells Caleb. Because why would Sabaya turn on Caleb this early? Like that's because Sabaya doesn't actually like Emily. So why would she be teaming up with Emily to no. get Caleb off so I'm gonna guess that's a test um, that's a sound bite for sure yeah yeah for sure so we'll see how Emily does with that I don't think that's a very fair I think if Emily goes back to Caleb and it's like so bio wants you off then Caleb's probably like I trust you yeah my girl <laughs> do the <laughs> other do does anyone know that like Caleb and and Caleb and Emily have this like little I don't know but I love going it on? I love okay. it and I think that they would get Sean in a second. I think Sabaya is really stubborn. Sabaya has that soundbite where she says, like, I didn't realize I was like the leader of the team. And now I'm like, I kind of like it. And I'm like, oh, girl, don't get drunk on I the know. power. Do mm-hmm. not get drunk on the power. That will bite you in the ass. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I still really love her. She's great. Yeah. And she's a player. Like, she wants to come and play. She wants to compete. She wants yeah. to win. And I think that's something that, like speaking of Brandon and being a super fan and his him getting his torch snuffed and saying like, oh, this is awesome. Jeff. Who like, almost kissed Jeff? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. There was a season where somebody like looked Jeff in the eye and was like, as they were getting their torch snuffed and like went in to like honest to God kiss him. Tongue? I wish. <laughs> I don't know. It was so uncomfy. I'm gonna look um, that up. I'll I tell you next week. That like I need more people that are players than just happy to Bands. be there. Totally. Hundred yeah. yeah. percent. I, I want you to be happy to be there, but I also want you to be cutthroat savage. Yeah, for player. sure. Everyone's doing friendship instead of doing um 
slitting throats. I want I want blood. Oh man, that makes me not want to apply. Oh, you're gonna apply? I don't know, maybe. Okay, I'm in. Not to apply, just to watch you. <laughs> All right, who do you I'm want to lose? What team do you want to lose? <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry right now. Um, who do you want to lose next? Who do you want to go to travel next week? Uh, Bello. Let's let's throw him in. Uh, honestly, I think that the Reba will be a little less interesting because it already seems like Jay Maya's already on the outs. Sifu's on the outs because the four of them yeah. have a little thing. So it'll be Jay Maya or Sifu. And I think Jay Maya has good potential. I would want Sifu out just because I think that he's just bringing goofy energy, not like serious actual yeah not like, and you don't have to be serious for me to like what tv you're bringing i just think that like for now it's just it's like surface level i want some, it's caricature like, yeah and i think jay maya doing like memories with like the like fucking like doing calculus Pythagorean theorem in the air like i i <laughs> i like that like that's good she's giving good like edits so yeah and I want her to sing. If she doesn't sing, oh my god, she better. Season. Oh, I'm sorry, Jamie. I did not listen to your single. I'll listen Stop. to it next week. You promised. I'll listen to it next week. Okay. Anything- yeah, I agree with that. I want Bello to lose. Sorry, Bello. Sorry, Bello. So anything on the final tribal besides like Jeff being like, I was a water boy, which is <sighs> not true. I'm sorry. Why did we need to, Jeff? You are not a contestant you are not a castaway i do not need to know that you cannot do a left-handed layup is that i read that off your notes i did read it off my notes i was like the what way did that i not do do a left-handed layup <laughs> i actually wrote here's what i actually wrote a layout <laughs> i wrote Jeff Bruce should have done a layout, layout? Off, the, off the deck. <laughs> All right. We're former dancers. So like a layout means shit to us, but like it doesn't mean anything to Jeff. You should have done a C jump off. The- <laughs> Is that what it's called? A what? A C jump. Oh, I hate that shit. Bruce should have done a C jump. <laughs> Jeff should have done a C jump shot on you the should have done a firebird. What's that? I'll, sh- I'll tell you later. Should have done the Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> You're not old enough. I'll tell you later about that. I am not old enough. I'm I'm Charisma <laughs> Chris- 25. I'm a Charisma 30. If we're doing age. Oh my okay, god. So anything else on the tribal or anything like that? The wine is hitting. We're getting <laughs> goofy. We're goof down. Um no. Okay. So last question. If you had to guess right now who's gonna win the whole thing, who is it? Kelly. Wow. Okay. I am going to move it to Brando. Wow. I loved his little like wearing the buff as a little tube top moment. I thought that was really sweet. Well, yeah. And I think that's going to win him the whole thing. <laughs> that's that is It's enough. It's enough in my in my opinion. He has my, my vote. Humble, I, I am HO in my humble opinion. Oh, I am HO. I only heard HO. I was like um, I want to talk about next week on. Okay, go ahead. Jake face plants into the fire. Yeah, what the he lost all of his bones. His bones, someone put a hex on him and took his bones and he melted into the fire. They're most likely him. who's most likely to put a, I think Katura would have put a hex on him. Katura meant to put the hex on Bruce and then and then yeah. like, someone like actually knocked into her and she put it on Jake. <laughs> no, but actually Kendra's the most likely to do like hex like oh, witchy shit. Agreed. So it could have been her. Yeah. We talked about it has to be Caleb. There's a camp raid. We talked about that. We have a soundbite of Kendra saying I will lose my shit. Mm-hmm. Um we've got Drew digging for an idol, hidden idol, and D saying that she feels like her boyfriend's cheating on her. Those are my notes. It must be like Basile helping Austin look and then they find him like that and they're like, traitor. Traitor. Absolute traitor. Judas. Judas. Um. Okay. Anything else? Any other thoughts? No. Okay. Amazing. That's the episode. We 
are so happy to be here again for Survivor 45 week to week. We'll be here next week. We're going to be dropping on Fridays, hopefully. This will be out tomorrow, which is Friday the 6th. Next week is Friday the 13th, so it'll be extra spooky episode. Yeah, we're going to put hexes on Jake. We're going to put hexes on everybody. So we're Binge on TV. If you're listening on the Survivor-specific feed, then you can go follow Binge on TV for our other coverage. Right now we're doing Wheel of Time and we're doing One Piece. We're about to do Fall of the House of Usher. We got screeners, by the way, so I'm about to watch that shit tomorrow. I cannot wait to watch that. It's Mike Flanagan's last show on Netflix, so it's about to be a banger. It's got the best cast fucking on Netflix. It's his last on his um Netflix contract. And honestly, after they canceled Midnight Club, I'd be like, I'm going to Hulu or I'm going to Prime or something like that. Um, or Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, give us the screeners. CBS, give us the screeners. Anyway, best thing you could do for the pod is go hit subscribe and come hang with us week to week. We have a Discord. Um, it's Binge on TV Discord. The link is in the bio. So if you want to come shit on us or agree with what we're saying or come up with a theory or come up with something else to talk about. Or tell absolutely- us what what we are uh, out of whatever scale of your choosing on charisma. Yeah. If you would, if you want to subscribe, like give us a rating on Apple and tell us what charisma we are. Tell us the Riz. We'd love that. Anyway. uh, Yeah. This is survivor 45 pod. We are binge on TV and thanks for listening. (laughs) You're listening to the geekscape network. 